カハンニャハラミタシンギョウ Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. And good evening to those who are here. Maybe some of you are even here. Perhaps. And good evening to those who are all over the world, part of the beginning of our 90 day practice period. It's a rare opportunity to practice, to come together. And over the next five days here, the hundred of us will be practicing. And the more than 600 of us will be practicing these five days and for the next 90 days together. So, I want to begin with some Zazen instruction for you.、Okay. So, just take a moment to adjust your posture. I find it really helpful to just rock gently first, side to side, where you can start to feel your sit bones. And then you begin to find where your actual center of gravity is. And to find that softness in your hara, or maybe across the room, Or maybe just right here, and remembering to me one of the reasons I love Zazen so much is that we get distracted and we can come back. Distracted and come back. So just coming back to that softness in your hara, the softness that is always available. And then finding the way that you can maybe open your shoulders just a bit more, even a millimeter, to feel that expansion. And feeling the uprightness of your spine so that we can come into our uprightness of our mind. And heart. And then noticing how, when you really pay attention and you're actually grounded and you're actually soft, whew, 
other people start to exist. Perhaps our loneliness and overwhelm is often because we're not even in our own bodies. And as we'll be exploring for these 90 days, when we really do that and we really are with, with what's happening, there's some wonder. Wow. But when we're not, it's really hard. So having a tenderness for when it's hard also. Because that will come. So let's sit for about five minutes. And then we'll see what happens. friend of mine the other day reminded me of this wonderful quote by Henry David Thoreau who wrote this in 1854 maybe before some of us were born I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately To, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what I had to teach and not when I came to die discover that I had not lived. To me, it's such a wonderful description of what we're doing here. To meet and be deliberate. 
to really meet the, what is essential. Because we spend so much time with such baloney and so much heartache, our loneliness, our overwhelm. And I love that he says, and see if I could not learn what these essential things actually have to teach. What does Zazen have to teach you? What does actually leaving our sense of loneliness and entering community have to teach you? And as some of us are aware that we are going to die, some of us, And he says, and that I don't want to discover that I had not lived when I'm dying. What is that? To haven't lived, haven't really lived. To me, it has so much to do with fear and hesitation. And to me, we have this opportunity together for the next period of time to actually commit to doing something different, to living. To paying attention. Maybe even to be loving. What would that be like? We have the opportunity for a period of time to study the text of one of Maizumi Roshi's successors, Charlotte Joko Beck. And we'll be studying her text, Ordinary Wonder. And I was assigned by Mayor <laughs> to talk about this first section of the book. And for me, is just the first few sentences are plenty. She says, there is only one thing we need to know. It's utterly simple. Sounds a little bit like Henry David. Our jobs as humans who want to experience life fully is to pay attention when we experience something. To do this, she says, all we have to do, so if you're waiting for the instruction for the next 90 days, 
over the beginning of the session. Here it is. Is to begin to be who and what we really are. That's it. We just have to be who we are, though. Apart from all our ideas and our systems of dealing with life. How do you untangle that? What gets in the way? What that you keep feeding that actually hurts you? that creates self-fulfilling prophecies or curses that actually harm you. Behavior patterns that are just painful. So amazing, isn't it? that probably all of us came here because like, oh, I really need oh, to be with people. Maybe I need a little rigor too. I'm having another one of those moments where I wrote a lot of notes not really that interested. Talk about this, talk about that. That's interesting, that's interesting. I keep having this feeling lately where I'm just much more interested in connecting and learning how to trust what feels alive and lively more than some idea. Delicious. Earlier today, a group of us were looking at, for spent actually most of the day, looking at what's called Tanha, which is a teaching of the Buddha. That feels lively. And tanha is often translated as thirst, what I want. Kind of some friend of the hungry ghosts who just like, gimme, 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 gimme. Mostly not wanting what is what we're actually experiencing. Salud. And the Buddha, as he often did in his wisdom, broke things up for us in very kind of clear ways. Three forms of tanha. 
And the first one is kama tanha. Sensual pleasures craving. See if you can relate to any of this. Not only a desire for sense pleasures, wealth and power, but also desire for an attachment to ideas and ideals, views, opinions, theories, conceptions and beliefs. Anyone ever experience that? I'm right. Anyone ever feel right here? I'm pretty sure everybody else is wrong, or at least that group, whatever group that is. Think about how that really separates you. I had this experience the other day where I received some very undesirable feedback. Very painful feedback. And I found myself having very clear kamatana. I wanted to feel good. I didn't want to feel this. And then I found myself just going really into creating opinions about how this person really didn't know what they were doing and they were crazy. Right? And then I created theories about how this had all come to be and so I constructed a whole theory about how it came to be that this person gave me that kind of feedback in that moment. And a whole concept and a belief system, I saw I could do it and I did it in about five minutes. The rationale mostly because I didn't want to experience what I was experiencing. Which to me was an incredible opportunity to really begin to look at what compassion actually is. It's easy to stick your tongue out at the other person. They suck. I'm sure no one else here has ever done that. Certainly not our new Shuso. It's amazing how we can create these theories and beliefs and get really attached to them. Yeah. 
that person totally sucks. And I can tell you all the reasons why, like I shouldn't even begin to reflect on what they said. The second of these thirsts is called bhava tanha, the craving for being. Mm. Craving to be something. Ever want to be something? Seeking a certain identity. For many, 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 many years, that really dragged me around. Probably dragged me into practice, actually. Mostly, I really wanted the identity of being likable. I wanted to be pleasing, and I wanted everyone to like me. Because I couldn't really tolerate when people didn't. That doesn't turn out great. Because the reality is, some people like you and some people don't. Some people think you're amazing and some people think you're total shit. And it's all true. It's tricky. tricky to want an identity. Painful. The last of them is called Vibhava Tanha. This was a favorite of our group. Popular one. The craving for non-existence. Sounds strange. Maybe to some of you. But is the craving to not experience unpleasant things. Anyone ever ever have that craving? A couple hands. The rest of you are liars. <laughs> this is really the core of our practice to me. One of the cores. Aversion to not want to feel what you feel.
or to be curious what's going on. Craving to not experience unpleasant things in the current or future life. So I don't want to experience uncomfortable things now or later. For some reason, I often, when I think of that form of of craving of not existence. I remember seeing this documentary about people who were, who chose to live at home while their partner was out making money. And it was about these people who lived in kind of a upper middle class suburb of some kind. And it stays with me all the time. And in the beginning of the documentary, they're interviewing, I don't know, like five people are over time. And and the people are like showing like, look at here's my pool and here are my kids and they're so great and here's the wall with all the pictures of us so happy and we're having such a great time and, and we're gonna build an addition on the house and it's really great and, they're, and just really sharing their life. But really what they were sharing was stuff. And the interviewer just began to ask them about their lives. And the POV documentary was just so powerful because they're just at the end, they're all weeping in their different homes and just feeling so alone. And they all had felt that these things, they were trying to avoid feeling lonely and depressed and anxious and overwhelmed by life and they thought that these things would vibhava tanha would make those things go away. So all the aversion, it's not like it's not nice to live at a nice house. But what's underneath what motivates us? What's most important? What actually is your life about? And how do you and how do we each welcome? the unpleasant things equally as what's pleasant? How do we get curious about what are those things in your life that actually are dragging you around, actually having more power over you because you're trying to avoid them? There's a really great book called Wow, I haven't thought about this in a while. <laughs> the Wizard of Earth Sea. Anyone? One. <laughs> Two. 
it's an amazing book. It's like a fantasy, not a book I tend to read, but it's like about wizards and all of these things. And it was just really amazing by Ursula Le Guin, I believe. Amazing book. And this whole time, this guy or this person, whatever, is like haunted by this like terrible thing. In his whole life, he's like running around to this land and that land. It's kind of like a Game of Thrones thing. And he's always in a different kingdom and always trying to run from this thing. And I think eventually he goes out in some boat and he has to like find it and realizes that he has to, at a certain point, confront it. You know, as my, one of my early teachers, Sensei White, told me that you'll never be free until you're still with your pain. That which is causing us pain in distress, especially if it's like the thing that keeps coming up, one of those patterns same story, same story, same response, same story, same response. Anyone? Couple. But I just love that, and he had to like deal with this thing and it was not pretty. I think he gets like really like beaten up and scratched and he's a mess. And to me, you know, maybe it's not a great, you know, <laughs> branding for meditation, it's awesome, but it's like, to me, it's like that's the true jewel of it. Like that we have to get into the mess of it and actually welcome it. Welcome what you fear and actually learn to work with it in a different way. That's to me how we begin to work with all of these forms of thirst. By meeting it and saying, yes, that kind too. Oh yeah, yep, yep, that kind too. I wanna be somebody, I wanna not feel unpleasant things, I want, you know, we want all that stuff. I want sensual pleasure. And it's not like those things are bad either. But to me, I know so well in myself how important it is to meet it directly. And we can't fool ourselves. We can try. But if we think about at the end of the day, or the end of this day. Did he live fully? Was this day complete? Did I hold back?
do you want to discover as you put your head on, if you have a pillow? To close your eyes and discover like, did I live today? Did I? Or was I just kind of running the same, same? Might have looked different, but really underneath it all, just doing the same thing again. Charlotte Jokobeck says, at first we don't want to be in touch with the feelings because a lot of them, whether they are hurt, anger, resentment, are born from our pain. And the pain feels at first like the last thing we would ever want to meet. No thanks. She says, but when we truly experience what we are, whatever it is, at every moment, there is freedom. Time is short. in this life. To me, these 90 days are truly the opportunity to get into our little boat and find that thing that keeps you from being free. And we do that together. We break the spell, we end the curse by meeting it directly, over and over and over again. And to me, the opportunity continuously is to do it fresh. Surprise yourself. Be crazy in the most extraordinary way, which is like, oh, you're scared? Me too. So what? Maybe being scared isn't such a big deal. Because then we can check it out and be like, really, is it that scary? Or is it just old? Just the same pattern that just keeps going and going and going. It's a rare opportunity.
my favorite poems from uh, Koan is where it says that, you know, all you have to do with the stream is clogged is put your hand in and take that clod of dirt in your hand and the stream gurgles forth. So I love that we have to put our hand in and get dirty. It's easy to stay on the sidelines of your own life and be like, eh. I know what that is. I know my shit. I know your shit. I know your shit. It's a really different thing than saying, hold on a second. And participate. Again and again. Get dirty. And actually put the effort, the action of undoing. It is not enough to be clear. We have to be courageous. So as we set out together, I invite us all to be courageous, to get dirty, to get alive, and not hold back. Oh,